the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, it may be uh, a program belonging to Seth. It may be named in his honor, but on this particular Friday, August 20th, uh, Seth is away. So you and J.D. are going to play. Yes, the recovering congressman, J.D. Hayworth, so honored to be back behind this microphone at AM 960, The Patriot. Ending, uh, there's a periodic, okay, maybe there's been close to a decade and a half of radio exile for me, just to be candid about it. I I don't blame anybody. You might have your own theories about uh, what's going on in our business. But on these rare occasions, you know, the irony is I'll do programs from San Francisco to San Antonio, to Charlotte. I'll do stuff in Atlanta. I'll do stuff in Chicago. But when I finally get the chance to be on the air at home, as rare as those occasions may be, well, I just really enjoy it. And I hope you're going to enjoy it today, in case you did not know. This is National Radio Day. Yes, indeed. I I took a look. Let me just confess. I, I went to take a look at Wikipedia. And they don't have an entry for National Radio Day. And, and the site I found said that this was created in the United States sometime in the 1990s. Which, if you consider, I was in Congress for six, well, five years of the 1990s, from January of 95, following that historic election in 1994. (laughs) So I was there for half the decade. Now, I wonder if we did it about the same time I took a vote that, in retrospect, was the absolute worst vote I ever took. See, uh, and we're going to get in to what's going on right now. And uh, Joe Biden who cannot get his story straight, either factually or cognitively. And I don't get a lot of joy saying that, but that's the case there. But so often, uh, when I was in elective office, when I was pursuing elective office, there were a lot of uh, the smart aleck consultants that would say, uh, now you don't want to ever go in there and say that you made a mistake. No, no, I will tell you straight up right now. The so-called broadcast deregulation vote of 1996. Horrible. If we wanted to have an accurate name on it, we would have we would have renamed it the Broadcasting Speculation Act of 1996. Because what it did was it took away. You have to go back in time and. Um, uh, boy, if anybody's listening doing opposition research, you're going to have a field day because here, here's another little uh, another little disclosure I can make right now. Psst. 
Herbert, who I'm, I'm starting to get that Biden thing where he kind of whispers in the mic, but I'll just go ahead and say it. Herbert Hoover is a distant cousin. And for good measure, so are, so are the Bushes. Yes, yeah, right. Well, George W. down there, down there in Texas, when he called us, we want we border security, called us restrictionists, called us xenophobes. And when I'd get on Air Force One with George W., he was always reading books about LBJ in Vietnam. And remember his whole thing in Iraq and Afghanistan? We, we let the commanders on the ground fight the war. Oh, really? Well, you may, maybe you didn't micromanage, George, but maybe you should have said, hey, why don't we try to win this thing? You see, that was the genius of Ronald Reagan. When asked in 1980, what are you going to do about the Cold War with the Russians? He said, well, it's real simple. I take the position that we win and they lose. But we've gotten caught up in all this hokum of all these police actions and fighting to stalemates. And now you've got a military... It's as if we have we have taken a page out of the Soviet handbook where every military division, and no, I'm not talking about the branches overall, but I'm talking about the basic fighting units, seem to be staffed with, quote, political officers. And if you are a conservative and you happen to be Caucasian, congratulations, you're a white nationalist by that new definition. More on that in mere moments. Let me go back and confess this vote. It was horrible. And what compounded the problem, I was in the chair as Speaker Pro Tem of the United States House of Representatives, and this is pre-fancy phones. Remember, this is 1996. And it was back when we still had pages in the House, and it was back when people would write notes. So I'm in the chair, and understand the, the tradition of the House is that um, the Speaker only votes <laughs> when it's really close or it's really important. So Newt Gingrich, Speaker at the time, he was down in the gym. And, and Newt is one of these guys who thinks so fast that his writing, well, his penmanship just leaves something to be desired. But you know it's Newt when he writes it because it's kind of this this hurried kind of printing and it was always with a with a blue felt tip pen and so it comes to me and i'm on the rostrum i'm in the chair i'm speaker pro tem and i could look at the writing and tell who it was but it says it says uh, on the note this is the speaker writing this to you from the gym it is somehow fitting that a broadcaster is presiding over this vote on broadcast deregulation. Well, uh, I think I had it wrong. I, maybe one day we'll talk to Newt about it and unpack it, but i got to tell you. And why I mentioned Herbert Hoover before I went down the rabbit trail on George W. Bush, because you fun to talk like George W. Was Hoover, as Secretary of Commerce under Calvin Coolidge, established the entire broadcast industry in the United States. We're different from our British cousins. Remember, for the longest time over there, you had the Beeb, you had the BBC, and any time you bought a receiver, you were paying a tax to finance 
the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation, here in the United States, we believed, and still do, that broadcasters can operate as businesses. Now, there is a separate portion of broadcasting that is non-commercial, that is uh, educational, uh, <laughs> ostensibly. And I'll get into some of that hoo-ha a bit later, because it's kind of interesting when you step back and take a look at the big picture, some things we've talked about before. At any rate, it was Hoover who said that broadcasters can operate as a business, but they must operate in the public interest. Which means that for years, just about every radio station in the U.S. of A. had a transmitter, had a station... And what we allowed to happen, we allowed the bankers and Wall Street and speculators to create this huge bubble in the broadcast biz, and um, it had very unfortunate consequences, because the business moved from being a public trustee to being, okay, let's slash jobs. I'm sorry, George W. didn't do that, but, uh, well, I... I won't do the... Let's see, whose voice could I use for this? Well, I'll just stay away from that. The bottom line is, they said, look, we can save money by consolidating things, and you can take a look at... um, There are huge mega corporations now who own a whole lot of broadcast stations. And the local perspective is gone in a lot of places. Now, that's not the case here. That's not the case at, at some other stations, but there are some folks in town, some some folks I've I've worked with that. Uh, how can I put this? Um, I, I I realize it's a family show. I don't think this is a bad term. I you know, the um, <clears throat> a lot of pink slips have gone out. I'm I'm even editing the term as I go through. Su- such is my commitment to a family friendly program here on a Salem owned radio station. That even what I was going to say, I'm not going to say. But here's the deal. So many people have been laid off in this industry. So many stations have been reduced to next to nothing that you and I are going to celebrate National Radio Day until 6 p.m. tonight. And also coming up in our final hour, I'm bringing back something that you and I used to have a lot of fun with on Fridays. I'll tell you about that. And lots more in mere moments. Oh, yeah, if you want to get in here, 602-508-0960. It's J.D. for Seth. AM 960, The Patriot. Yeah, it's Friday. Free and easy, I guess so. Recovering Congressman J.D. Hayworth in for Seth Liebson on the program bearing his name. On AM 960, The Patriot, 602-508-0960, the number to call. At 21 minutes past three, let me go on record. And this is something I, in the in the biz, we call it a tease. I told you right before the break... You and I today are going to do something we used to do at another broadcast address on Fridays. And I just want to let you know. So you can call Aunt Bertha. You can call Uncle Elmer. 
You can call like-minded individuals and you can say, hey, J.D.'s bringing that thing back. In the 5 o'clock hour, the, uh, the franchise, the Friday franchise that was bequeathed to me by the late, great Bob Mohan, blow out the phones. That's in the 5 o'clock hour. And here's the deal on the way that will work. You will have exactly 30 seconds to say what's on your mind. Now, this is radio, and we believe in the First Amendment, but with rights also come responsibilities. So we would ask you to, um, to make sure you don't, as my old agent used to say, you don't lapse into opprobrium. That is to say, you don't talk dirty on the radio, because we've got a magic way just to, to get rid of that. But you'll have exactly 30 seconds to say what is on your mind. Don't call up and go, hey, J.D., how you doing? I will not be answering questions then. It's simply for you to say what's on your mind. Think of it this way. If, if, you're, if you haven't uh, been familiar with the concept, if, if you're new to the Phoenix area, this is, um, it's kind of like open phones on steroids, because the idea is you get your 30 seconds, and if, if you're talking like, you know, if you're like Lindsey Graham, what was that Lindsey said the other day on the floor of the Senate? Uh, I've been vaccinated, and I got COVID. Uh, you, go, you go get a vaccination, too. Huh? Another topic we can get to a little bit later, but be that as it may. If you start talking like Lindsey... Or, like, if you're, if you're a boomer, you remember Huckleberry Hound. If you decide to call up, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling Clementine, you, you can do that for a couple of, well, for 30 seconds. But we would advise you just to lay it out on the table and be mindful of the time. Because if you're in mid-sentence or you're doing that Huckleberry Hound routine, oh, my darling, we'll click it off when the 30 seconds are up. Now. On this National Radio Day, it is important that I recognize the producer, director, engineer of our program who will confront the awesome responsibility of lining up your calls. That's if you decide to come play along with us in the 5 o'clock hour. If not, we'll move on to something else. At any rate, we'll simply call him Billy D. Billy D is demand. And he is going to have to control all of this stuff and, and screen the calls and have the magic, have the magic clock. Are you prepared for this awesome responsibility in hour three? I was made for this. You got a great set of pipes, pal, but you also, uh, as, as we say in the biz, you run a tight board. There is never, there is never dead air unless, of course, well, <laughs> you know... I start to go a little bit like Joe Biden. Not that I do that often, but every once in a while, the, the pilot light starts to flicker. Speaking of Joe Biden. So anyway, again, blow out the phones. Your chance at the ultimate self-expression right here on AM 960 The Patriot. Following the news at five, our final hour will devote however long. If you guys line up to tell us what's on your mind, that's in our third and final hour. 
Now, I mentioned Joe Biden. How bad is it? Well, it's way bad. You can take a look at what's going on in Afghanistan. You would think that not only the commander in chief, but the guys at the Pentagon. But then again, of course, that's right. Those guys, they're all after white nationalists. Which basically equates with the conservatives who have different opinions on politics. So they're busy hunting down a white nationalist in the armed services instead of taking care of our country. And somehow they get it. I think I use this term. It's George W. term. We get it bash awkward. That's a, that's a, that's kind of on the line, but I think you're hip to it. We get it bash awkward and we, we take our troops out before we get our citizens out. Oh, yeah, and Joe's lying all the way, but I just want you to listen. Out of the gate, he's got a Kamala on one side and the Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, of the firm Winken, Blinken, and Nod on the other side. Here is our president in brain freeze trying to talk about Afghanistan. Cut one. I talk to our commanders on the ground there every single day. As our Afghan allies and citizens of our, our, our allies who went in with us. You know, I, I, talk, I talk to our commanders on the ground there every single day, as I just did a few hours, an hour or so ago. And I made it clear to them that we'll get them whatever they need to do the job. Okay, you heard him pause uncomfortably. You heard the words uh, just slur. It ain't funny. Back in the old days, there was a comic named Foster Brooks who would show up and he'd, he'd sound kind of, you know, inebriated. The way that um, former House Republican leader Dick Armey would sound. But Dick Armey was sober. He just talked like Foster Brooks. Sadly, Joe Biden has real cognitive challenges. But Joe, this is the thing about Joe. He wants you to know it's all about him. Cut to. Whenever I deploy our troops into harm's way, I take that responsibility seriously. I carry that burden every day, just as I did when I was vice president. My son was deployed to Iraq for a year. Yeah, and your son was there, made it home safely. Sadly, he passed away of, of cancer later. Joe, here's a question. You have the job you want. A lot of us still have some questions about how that went down, but you're now president. You're supposed to be commander-in-chief. You say you care about the military sending our military into harm's way? Let me ask this question, Joe, because it seems you've got a weird kind of American exceptionalism. You want to bring out uh, people with special visas. You want to bring out... Afghanis from Afghanistan, what about American citizens? Huh? Glad you care about the troops. Got a weird way of showing it, but also what about our citizens? Thousands trapped in Afghanistan. How bad is it? We'll talk more about it in mere moments. You can call us 602-508-0960. J.D. for Seth on AM 960, The Patriot. Oh, man, does this speak to me. Andrew Gold, pot it up there, Billy D. Yes, 
being a firstborn son, I can kind of get into this. Here, listen a little bit. Yeah, that's his case. Anyway, it was uh, the summer of 58 for me, so you do the math. Huh, what's freaky is that song came out when I was uh, I just turned 19. Man, <laughs> Andrew Gold, uh, a golden oldie on National Radio Day. Seth has a great vault of these tunes that just make me wax nostalgic and um, I hope poetic in some way. 602-508-0960 at AM960, The Patriot. Remember, final hour today. Blow out the phones. But if you want to have a conversation, give me a call now. So you and I, before the break, heard uh, Joe Biden... Bumbling, stumbling, forgetting, and it's not funny. It's dangerous. Equally dangerous is the fact that posted on either side of him, uh, on one side, the vice president of the United States, who may be known shortly by the sobriquet Queen Kamala. And uh, on the other side of uh, the man, um, historians say, is the 46th president of the United States, uh, is the secretary of state, Tony Blinken, of Winken, Blinken, and Nod. So it seems to me, uh, oh, man, it's horrible. Uh, Now, it was said of the vice president earlier this week, let me clean up the quote that was reported. Uh, The vice president... Didn't want to be anywhere close to Afghanistan. Didn't really want to be around the White House. I think she had planned a trip elsewhere. And um, again, on the family show, I will I will impart it in this fashion. She was quoted as saying, you ain't hanging this sewage on me. You know, her numbers, the one now and now Joe is uh, totally the. Even the people who were like really uh, blindly following Joe Biden are now going, oh, man, there's trouble. Fully 51 percent of the American people, according to the latest polling show, as they they think somebody else is pulling the strings. Gee, you think. When a guy by the name of Barack Obama has been quoted saying that uh, that Joe will finish the job. (laughs) Well, you don't have to leave much to imagination. At any rate, uh, it didn't appear the vice president was real happy standing there beside uh, the commander-in-chief today. But she's going to be real mad about this. Uh, We travel via electronic recording on this national radio day. We go north of the border, so to speak. A guy who, if you're hip to certain websites, you you might want to call him Fidel Castro Jr. That would be Justin Trudeau. And I guess summertime in Canada, I guess it's cool for the prime minister there to to dress in a getup with a fence behind him like he's an extra on Green Acres or something. But the video was just kind of weird. And there's uh, the little, you know, uh, Pierre's uh, progeny, the little pretty boy, or we... Well, I won't go there. I'll let you take a look at what's on the web about Fidel Jr. At any rate, listen to Justin Trudeau talk about who he reached out to in the midst of all this trouble in Afghanistan. Cut three. 
I also spoke last night with former U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, who shares our concern for Afghan women and girls. She welcomed our efforts and urged Canada to continue our work. Uh, well, Justin, uh, you're just in time to introduce a whole nother controversy. What you talking about, Justin? Picking up the phone and calling Hillary. Of course, she and Old Bell do have that pretty good slush fund they got going to all those speeches and all that stuff to all those client states. What what the heck is that? I don't know, but I will tell you that uh, Queen Kamala ain't happy that suddenly Hillary has reached out to, even if it's the Canadians contacting her. That's problem number one. But it betrays what's going on with all of our allies. In fact, when we come back, our British cousins and the French, who we usually pick on, they're actually being brave right now in Afghanistan when our troops want to be brave, but their commanders won't let them. It's J.D. for Seth. There's more to come. Stay with me. Ah, Gordon Lightfoot brings us back. J.D. for Seth. 16 minutes in front of four. Your call's coming up at 602-508-0960. But as a recovering congressman, I keep my promises before the break. I told you, well, we heard from uh, <clears throat> Justin Trudeau talking about in the wake of what's going on in Afghanistan with the Taliban taking over that he reached out to Hillary Clinton and how our vice president might not be happy about that. But our oldest ally, and I guess technically our oldest adversary as well, our British cousins are not happy either. From the House of Commons, a conservative MP by the name of Tom Dugenhat. I hope I said that right. I just you got to be confident with these names, right? Just roll through them. Tom Dugenhat uh, stood up as an, a veteran of the war in Afghanistan, and he said this to other members of the House of Commons. Cut four. Like many veterans, this last week has been one that has seen me struggle through anger and grief and rage. The feeling of abandonment of not just a country, but the sacrifice that my friends made. And understand this, our British cousins, in fact, if you've been monitoring the traffic uh, on the Internet among members of the military from the United Kingdom and the United States, there are a whole lot of frustrated troops that were sent over to the airport in Kabul from America. Uh, they're told, no, you got to stay inside the airport compound, the British, and get this, the French. Macron, ha, 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 even, even that guy has the French troops out finding French citizens. But you're going to hear straight from the alleged people in charge in mere moments uh, the kind of word games they're playing over at the Pentagon. Right now, on line one, checking in from Phoenix, it's Rick. Rick, welcome to AM 960, The Patriot. 
Well, thank you very much, J.D. It is great to hear your voice booming from the speaker today. Bless you, pal. It's good to be having the voice to emanate and boom forth and share with you today, pal. (laughs) You bet, man. I am glad you're on the radio today. Hey, J.D., I would like to get your take on the call to impeach President Biden. First of all, do you think it's possible? And secondly, do you think it's a good idea? Uh, the, the guy, I believe, has, uh, has committed high crimes and misdemeanors in his financial yeah. life, but you've got, a, you've got a, a, a pretty skewed Justice Department. Now we spell justice, J-U-S-T space, us, just yeah. us. So there's, yeah. you're not going to get any, any legitimate criminal probe from the Department of Just Us looking the other way for the left. But what I about do believe their election of duty here. Well, yeah, here's, here's, let's flip it all over. I'll go right to it. It's not going to happen with impeachment. Dems okay. are never going to get rid of him. Heck, <laughs> it's real yeah. simple. They've got control of both the House and the Senate. Yeah. But here is what is more likely. <clears throat> Using the 25th Amendment. See, all the stuff they talked about, about uh, President Trump, that, mm-hmm. that he was, uh, you know, he should be removed from office because he was mentally, all that hoo-ha. Yeah. Well, we know for a fact that uh, Joe Biden has real cognitive problems. And uh, if uh, Kamala decides to do this, let me just read to you. I believe this is uh, basically describing what's going on. Whenever the vice president and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive departments or of other of such other body as Congress may by law provide transmit to the president pro tempore of the Senate and Speaker of the House their written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of the office, the vice president shall immediately assume the powers and duties of the office as acting president. Now, yeah. That that could happen, and I don't think Joe is able to sit down, and write a note saying, "Hey, look, I'm I, I got it all together. I know what time it is, and uh, uh, all the things that would would display some sort of cognitive skill." Right. So after a certain amount of time, uh, it would turn out that uh, that I believe uh, the lady who is destined, unfortunately, under the current uh, current scenario, to become, as I call her, Queen Kamala. That that's probably going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, that's that's but, the second part yes. of my question is is it a good idea to impeach him since she's lined up whether whether look here's the problem you got to understand it is like um oh gosh i don't want to go into digestive distress <laughs> but name your particular uh reflexive malady that brings on acute pain and perhaps relief i'll just leave it right there i'm not going to get scatological but uh <laughs> Let me say it another way. Pick your poison. Yeah. And we know that, uh, that uh, Barack Obama really thought that uh, Kamala Harris uh, was the cat's meow. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And this whole thing to install her, and she, she uh, is so maladroit at what she's doing that um, they basically tried to hide her. Yes. Yeah, but I'll say it this way, and uh, you know, let, let all the lefties talk about tinfoil hats and stuff. George Soros and Barack Obama would love to see her as president. Uh huh. And with those two guys in her corner, I have a real problem. But the fact is that Joe 
can't handle this job. Yeah. Yeah. So so what do you do? It's it's a very 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 dangerous situation. Yeah, he's creating some real dilemmas for U.S., for us. Yes, he is. I mean, uh, you know, I I heard earlier on the radio today, uh, uh, different ones were talking about around the the globe how the terrorists are now using this as a recruiting tool to say, look, you can't depend on the U.S., you come and join our side. Well, they're using about everything against us. Remember, Lindsay, right. uh, they going to say we're in there fighting. You know, it, it just, uh, look, it is not a good situation. Yeah. And the tragedy is we have it within our power militarily to actually get our people out of there. But there is a failure of political will yeah. by the folks uh, in the Politburo. That, yeah. uh, that, and that's what I'm going to call the Pentagon now because they made it clear. It's basically like a neo-Soviet Politburo over there with people who are supposed to be concerned about protecting American citizens but have taken what should be their job and they've seen it transmogrified in their own weird way that we're going to politicize the military. Forget the flag. If you're Caucasian and conservative, you're a white nationalist, you don't belong here. And they are politicizing the armed forces with a malicious form of poison that uh, we're seeing play out right now in Afghanistan. Rick, I thank you for the call. You will hear it in the words of our Secretary of Defense and Politburo wannabe in mere moments. It's J.D. for Seth on AM 960. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty AM nine sixty the Patriot who loves you baby that was uh, well that's Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons but I always think about Telly Savalas as Kojak who loves you baby um who who loves political power more than actually doing the job they are charged to do well let's see. I'd have to put the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, in that category, and also the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, uh, Mike Milley. Those guys have shown up on Capitol Hill. They're talking all this stuff about white nationalism. They did a press conference yesterday. They proved so incompetent and uh, just everything you do not want in people at the Pentagon. Let's let's go to the questions here. Um, this is our Secretary of Defense, Lloyd. Hey, if you're conservative, you're a white nationalist, Austin, telling us that hey, we may have put a bunch of troops into Kabul, but they're going to stay at the airport. This is cut five. Uh, in terms of whether or not uh, we intend to send forces outside of. Uh of the airfield to uh, to collect up uh, uh, American citizens or Afghans who are uh, special immigrant visa uh, applicants. Uh, the forces that we have are, are focused on security of the airfield, and you know how important that is, and you know what happens uh, if we if we lose uh, 
the ability to provide uh, that security. Let me translate it. Force protection. We ain't going anywhere. Then the gal from CNN, Barbara Starr, hey, I, I got to press you on this. We're all buddies and everything. And uh, the Secretary of Defense makes it worse. Cut six. And I would draw a distinction, uh, Barb, between extracting uh, someone in an in extremis condition or, or, or circumstance versus uh, going out and collecting up large numbers of, uh, of American citizens. Do you have the capability to go out and collect Americans? We don't have the capability to go out and collect up large uh, numbers of, of, uh, of people, Barb. Now, ain't that just great? This guy doesn't want to do his job. Lloyd Austin, leave. Mark Milley, resign. It gets me so upset that I, well, I almost want to lapse into opprobrium. That's not good. The situation is horrible and dire. There are thousands of American citizens stranded in Afghanistan, and the British and the French are going out to get their people. And our troops who want to do that are being, oh, you've got to stay here because we got to check and see if you're a white nationalist. Coming back next hour, Clarissa explains it all. Almost. How bad is it? Well, it's worse than the next hour is going to be. Stick around with us. J.D. for Seth. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.